morning, gorgeous. How are you ladies doing this morning? I hope you're all doing wonderful. I am your host, Dr. Daph, and you are listening to a Feminine Impression Podcast. On today's podcast, we have an episode of the Dr. Daph Talk Show, and we have a special guest named Anastasia. Anastasia lives in Chicago in a pretty rough neighborhood and has had some difficulties embracing her femininity. So she came on the show today to talk about the struggles that she's overcome in order to be a feminine woman living in a rough neighborhood. So go ahead and sit back, relax, grab something to drink, get something to write with, and let's talk about this. Hello, Natasia. Hi, how are you, Cheryl? I'm doing well, thank you. So nice to see your beautiful smile. I know, I can't stop smelling my cheeks are hurting. (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. So tell us, Natasia, where are you from? I'm from from Chicago, Chicago, Illinois. From Chicago, Illinois. Wow. Well, let me see your shirt because you said that you were wearing a special shirt. Show it to us, girl. It said um, she attracts attention with her clothes on. And then on the back, it has um, your YouTube channel on it, a feminine impression. That is so cute. That is so sweet that you wore it. Thank you yeah. so much. I know. I was like, I'm going to put this because I had um, gym clothes on. And then I was like, I'm going to put this shirt on so that I've been watching you for a long time. Thank you so much. That means so much to me. Thank you. Well, welcome to the Dr. Dab Show. I'm so happy that you're here today. And I know that you have a family, so I'm not going to keep you too long. But I wanted to know, first of all, how did you find my channel? I found your channel scrolling and seeking information on something that I knew nothing about. I am 30 years old. Okay. Um, I've never heard of the word femininity, feminine, any of that. I've never heard of the word until I was 29. That was in November of 2020. Okay. That was my first time hearing the word femininity, and I started to seek a lot of information. I ran into a lot of different things, too. Okay. And because I have a vulnerable spirit, I fell for a lot of things as well. My spirit is very vulnerable, so... Um, I found your channel in the midst of all of the other channels that I've stumbled across as well, and it was something different. It was along the lines of the same information, but it was different in my heart. Like, I stayed up for hours, like 3 a.m., 4 a.m., because I just was amazed. Like, I was just sucking up information and knowledge, and I could not stop. And then I was like, this is real, like, because I could feel it, you know, it was different. I didn't have to manipulate. I didn't have to do a lot of the things that when, you know, that comes along with the not so real femininity movement. So, right. And, 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 and I feel like I found you because I needed to. That's what it was. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Well, <laughs> that was so amazing. I'm so thankful that he yanked you from that and allowed yeah. you to find me because, like you said, you can feel it in your spirit when something is just not right and when you know this is not who you should be as a person. Yeah. So it, was, it wasn't right. right. <laughs> it wasn't right. Now you're but I found it. <laughs> 
I know. We, I found a lot of things too myself, and I, I got on the wrong track for a while in a lot of different things. So I understand, and mm-hmm. I felt so blessed to know that God was just watching over me and yanked mm-hmm. me from a whole lot of things. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a beautiful thing. So I'm happy to be used in that way. But I want to hear about you. So tell me why you wanted to come on the show. What is it that you wanted us to chat about? What are you doing right now in your life? How you said you just learned about femininity. So what is it now that you are striving towards or working on? Just tell me a little bit about your life. Um, well, I am 30 now. Like I said, I have three children. My oldest son is 14. Wow. Um, yes, he's bigger than me as well. He's way bigger than me. I have an 11-year-old daughter and I have a 5-year-old son. Oh, wow. So, um, I have a cleaning business that I started um, in 2019 as well. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Um, I'm pretty, this is, this whole journey is, I'm an only child too, let me just say that. Um, so being alone and being isolated to, you know, renew myself was not hard for me because I like being alone. I'm still with my kid's father. We've been together 15 years since I was 14. Wow. The hardest thing I've ever done is not, I'm not married, um, because you know, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know that I needed to do those things. I didn't know that that was an option for me because I do come from, um, the hood and we don't require, you know, anything. You don't have to have anything as long as you come home, I guess, or if you just, I don't know if you're there because we, we lack fathers, we lack um, male role models, we lack women role models we just i get emotional sometimes so don't mind me (laughs) but but it was there was nothing to look up to there was nothing to want until i started to um get curious there was nothing to want and then i started um getting curious and then i started searching that's how i found femininity and things like that and I search the word because I am that's how I get away through books and reading and you know looking at women like you I just like wow they really exist like because I don't get to see them you know in real life you are one of them I know like yeah I didn't know that was a thing so it was like when I go on YouTube and I see all these women like doing things that they love to do or just living a life that they want to and I just daydream and I you know, I'm like, wow, it's people that really live differently than what I'm used to. And then um, it was a time where I started to, once I started to go on this journey, I started to, I used to wear like, I never had my hair combed, like bonnets. And I just, you know, I didn't, I, it shows, like, oh, she don't love herself. Like she's from where she's from. You can tell, like it was your environment. You can tell what kind of environment it was. And I did like a whole 360. I lost so much weight. And I did it the right way. I didn't go on any diets. I just worked out, walked, prayed, just did anything that I could do to, you know, not be like somebody else, but like get there because I felt like I can do this. Like I studied you guys, like literally it was like, a, it was like when I come home from work, this is what I'm doing. I like delve into it. I have a 10 year old daughter and I'm like, well, she looks up to me. Like now I show her stuff and I'm always like, 
on top of her, not too strict. I'll still let her be her own her own person. But I'm always just like making sure her hair is combed, making sure she smells good, hygiene, and I'm just like, like it, it doesn't have to continue like it was. That is amazing. I just got like chills listening to you. That yeah. is so wonderful. Like you said, you studied it. You made it so important to you because you saw something that you knew you could have. And you <laughs> love yourself enough to know that you deserve to live the <laughs> life that God planned out for you. Not what people say you have to live just because you live in a certain neighborhood or you're from a certain family. Like you're going to go get it and you're going to make sure that your daughter has that example and yeah. change the trajectory of your of your family. That is major. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's it's different because it is cursed, and I still do struggle a lot because I'm never I'm like I love change. Like where I live now, I moved from Chicago because the environment. Like I wasn't growing, and you you can feel when you're stagnant. Like it's a stuck feeling, and so I moved to a place I didn't have any friends. I didn't know anybody. I just didn't know anybody, and I thrived here. Like. I've been here five years. I thrived and I had a mind change. And when I found out about um, femininity and things like that, I had a mind shift again. Like you can feel it and it's real. You don't have to force yourself to do this because you, once your mind shift, you already do it on its own. Like, and I don't know, like I never paid attention to it, but people said it to me and I was like, oh, I didn't notice, you know, because I was so deep into what I was doing. I did not notice the growth that I was, um, you know, coming by, but I was going to say that, um, everything literally I watched you like, even with the spiritual part, because, and I, I'm not going to talk about this much, but I fell into some other things with the law of attraction, scariest thing of my whole life. Literally, like I'm not gonna get into it, but it was the scariest thing I've ever experienced, and I never did it again. And then I like always find my way back to God. Like I don't know, it's just like because we have choices, He let us do things, and then He wait for us to come back. And okay, that didn't work. <laughs> now what? <laughs> yes, and I'm, I know God is so thankful that you came back to him. I can imagine that it was scary. I don't know what it was, and I don't want to know, but I'm yeah. glad that you're able to voice it because people do need to know that that is real, and there are consequences. Yeah, and it is very scary, like very real and very scary. I know a lot of people do it for monetar- monetization reasons, like to... Right, but literally it's not even worth it it's not even worth it and i learned that the hard way but i'm here you're here thank god you're here and and one more thing that i wanted to mention as well is on my femininity journey with my family close to me like my mom my boyfriend and a lot of people I fell off the femininity, um, like the being a feminine resting in my, you know, I fell off of that because it seemed like they started to hate me because I was different because I've always been, um, a pushover, like the person that say yes to everything because I don't want to make people mad or I don't want them to be mad at me. So I always just said yes, even though at night I could not sleep because I was so uncomfortable with all the decisions that I was making throughout the day. I was a really bad people pleaser. Like it was so bad, but 
I lived my whole life like that, so it didn't bother me because I knew how to deal with that within myself. Nobody else would know. But then when I started to say no and be confident because I didn't want to do these things, like, everybody just started rejecting me, and I just felt so scared, like, oh, my God. They didn't tell me that I wasn't going to have people anymore. And I got scared, and I started to, like, kind of be like that again. But I kind of like, oh, I'm still going to make sure my hair is coming and take care of myself. But I'll still do some things that I want to do because I don't want them to be mad at me. So I kind of, like, am trying to get back on track with that. Okay. Well, that's honest. And I think that the fact that you love people and you want to help them and you want to care for them and meet their needs is a good thing. But again, like you said, you're saying yes to things that you really don't want to say yes to. And then you have to deal with those consequences and you're, you're doing it in resentment. So mm-hmm. it's not even like you're doing it with love. So yeah. that, it, it is a tough thing. It's a cycle where you're going to have to, number one, realize that people are going to get upset and it's mm-hmm. okay. You are not their provider for their needs in life. That is not your role. Your role is to do what you can do when you can do it. And if these people know you and they love you, then they know your heart. They know Mm -hmm. who you are. They know that you are trying to protect and have boundaries for yourself because they realize not everyone is like this. They know who to ask. They know who's going to say yes. And they know that they're taking advantage of that. And Mm -hmm. people will get upset when you have boundaries and they, they may leave. But you yeah. realize is that if they're leaving because of that reason, then it lets you see who was there for you or who was friends with you because of what you did versus who you are. Mm-hmm. And if it's because of what you did for them, then if you're no longer serving that role for them, then they don't need you anymore. Mm-hmm. And it hurts to find out, wow, like that's how you thought about me just because I said, no, you're upset. Well, sometimes they need to be upset. And depending on who the person is, like, let's say it's your boyfriend, Mm -hmm. you've been with him for 15 years, okay? He's known you to be like this since he met you. You're allowed Mm -hmm. to grow. You're allowed to change. You're allowed to evolve. Even if you weren't going through this particular change in life, as you get older, you're going to change. Mm -hmm. You're never going to be the same person you were when you were 15, and you shouldn't be. That would be sad. Mm -hmm. Yes. He shouldn't want that. But people want to have all the benefits that are going to please them. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna just take him relearning who you are and mm-hmm. being okay with that. A lot of times for men, they sometimes do like that, but they don't really know how to handle it. And so you have to give them that, that cooling off period and let them be mad. Let them be mm-hmm. mad. Give them, give them a month to be mad about something. And eventually mm-hmm. they'll come back around. But it's always admirable to see anyone who says no, who has boundaries. It, you, usually you admire those people because you're like, wow. Mm-hmm. Not, not, pe- <laughs> not people who do it in a rude way. Not people who are self-centered and selfish. Mm-hmm. But the people who truly can tell when someone's taking advantage of them, they see it. They may or may not call it out, but they say no. In terms of what they're going to do. Or they say, mm-hmm. you know, I can do this, but I cannot do that. So the best thing that I know something that really helped me is not answering any questions right away. So if someone says, is it okay if, if I can borrow $50? You say, you know what? I'm going to get back to you on that. Don't, don't commit to anything on the spot. 
It doesn't matter if it's very, very, very minor or if it's, <laughs> yeah, write it down. It doesn't matter if it's minor or if it's something big, just say, I'll get back to you. And what's going to happen is they're going to start getting used to you saying that. So first they're going to be like, oh, well, how come you can't just tell me now? Just tell me now. If it's just, no, just say no. Just say, you know what? I'll get back to you later. But, you know, so you can ask someone else. And if they say yes, just let me know. But don't let anyone force you to, to give them an answer when you're not ready. Always get back to them. And then what is helpful is just pray about it and say, Lord, is this something you would like me to do? And, you know, help me decide whether or not this is something I should be doing. Even if it's small, just get used to hearing back from God. And when the answer is no, focus on your feelings. You can say, well, first of all, it doesn't always have to be your feelings. There are different ways you can say no. You can say, I would really like to help you with this, but right now my time doesn't allow for it. Yeah. And just be, just be honest. I, w- I would like to, but unfortunately I don't have the money to be able to give to you. Oh, what do you mean you don't have the money? I just saw you get your nails done yesterday. I don't have the money to give to you right now. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I am not able to do that. Or you can sometimes use your feelings and say you don't feel good about something. So someone might say, well, do you mind holding on to this for me? Something that you know you shouldn't be holding on to, right? <laughs> and you, instead of just saying, no, I don't want to do that, you can say, you know, I really don't feel right about holding on to this for you. And then maybe like, well, it's no big deal. You know, you're just holding on to it for one day. Nothing's going to happen. Just hold on to it. And it's like, I really don't feel good about holding on to this. Most people are not going to want to go against how you feel about something versus mm-hmm. when you're just when they feel like you're just being rude or rejecting them. So try to focus mm-hmm. back on yourself and stick to it. Stick to yeah. it. That's when, that's, that was kind of hard for me, too. And then throughout the whole journey, I found myself frustrated a lot because it was like a battle because I don't know if I was like afraid to be alone because I've, I'm the only child. I've always been. I, I never like needed people. So I do good alone. And people use things like again like a lot of people say oh you're bougie you're this you're that you're stuck up and, and it's, it hurts but I don't like show that it hurts when they say these things about me because I know that it's for the best I've literally sacrificed a lot I've been there for a year like a year and one day I was like oh I'm gonna graduate therapy and, and no you don't graduate therapy you don't you don't that's something coming from where I come from. You don't graduate therapy in a year. Like there's so much stuff to unpack. Like you have to literally unlearn stuff. And I'm still like, like shaky sometimes when I have to stand up for myself to people that I've never, that I never was able to stand up because they have this type of mind control over you that you didn't know that they had. Yes said that to you you don't know that people have these holds on you until someone say oh you, you because you don't know it's because you have like a rule over your eyes or something i don't know what it is but it's a soul tie it doesn't matter if it's from a relationship a friendship a mother and daughter like you literally have all types of demons tied together playing around they've been doing it and nobody's ever checked this before so they like oh what's going on like and a lot of people look at me sideways like where did this person come from and then I I don't know well here's the thing two things first going back to 
people calling you certain names that you don't like, calling you bougie and stuck up, and you know, you don't want to hear that. But the question really becomes, is it true? Is yeah, it well, true? <laughs> if it's not true, it doesn't matter. Right. Even if it is true, sometimes it doesn't matter. But first, you would ask yourself, is it true? It's like me calling you a goat. You know, I'm saying, Natasha, no, you're not a human. You're actually a goat. Well, you know you are not a goat. So mm -hmm. it shouldn't matter that I'm calling you that because it's not true. It would hurt more if you thought it was true. But if right. it's not true, it doesn't matter. Anyone can say anything and yes their words do hurt but you have to remember that when people are coming up with these things to say they're saying it from a place of hurt within themselves whatever mm -hmm. comes out of someone is what's inside of them whatever comes yeah. out is what's inside and many times people will name call they will say things just because they want to hurt you because maybe you hurt them you're not giving them what they want and they think mm -hmm. that by insulting you it'll have you back down when really it should have the opposite effect on you where it's like, oh, you think I'm bougie? Well, <laughs> well, in that case, in that case, <laughs> I'm bougie. <laughs> and then show them what being bougie really is like. Because right. at the end of the day, no one can force you to act in a certain way. You have to make those decisions. And you're right. A lot of times people do have holds on you where you have no idea where it started and you just want it to be cut, especially when it comes to your parents. And... Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, these things are difficult and they don't happen overnight, but they do happen. If you mm -hmm. decide that this is how I want to be from now on, you have to start literally rehearsing it in your brain and showing yourself visually in your mind, like this is how it happened. You have to remember that if you look at the world from the way that God talks about it, in the Bible, everything that's happened has already happened. Your life has already been completed. Everything that's happened has already happened. And when you think about it like that, that you're living your life backwards, it helps you to be more courageous and be stronger in doing what you did. Because it's like, you can tell yourself as Natasia, like, I already stood up to my mom and this is how I did it. <laughs> One day after work, I said, Mom, I respect you, but I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to do that. And it's it's literally, it's using your imagination a bit, but it's literally you living your life backwards. So you're now going to do that. And all of these things do require prayer. You do need to tune in to God and you do need to ask for strength, for courage, and for his wisdom so that you know what you should be saying, when you should be saying it, how you should be saying it. Because mm -hmm. love, what's going to happen if you're not careful as you're growing and you're learning and you read a lot. So you're getting all this knowledge and you're putting it into practice. But if you're not handling those sensitive areas, you are going to go off on people when you get to your to the brim you're not going to be able to hold it in anymore and mm -hmm. that will be a lot worse because then you're acting out of character that's not who you are then you're going to want to go back and say you're sorry and it might erase all the work that you've done so you need to pray for wisdom and for god to help you in those moments for god to be with you and pray right before you have those conversations literally pray and say okay God, I'm about to talk to my boyfriend about this. I'm really scared. I need you to be with me. Give me the words to say. Calm his heart. You know, allow God to be present with you 
in those moments and remember that. Remember that God is there as you're speaking to this person and leave it in God's hands. Don't ever be rude because you don't need to be. You don't need to be nasty, but you need to you need to care about yourself because people when they realize that you don't, they make you see it too. You said what? They, they can, can see it too. They, they can, can see tell. it. They can spot it. And unfortunately, they take advantage of you. And mm-hmm. it's it's not right, but some people, you know, that's just their way of living, especially in certain environments where it's more normal. And so you need to start setting yourself apart and show people how to treat you. I always say you teach people how to treat you and you do. And mm-hmm. whenever you're done with something, you can let them know, you know what? The way that you cut me off yesterday. I really didn't appreciate it. And from now on, if you continue to cut me off like that as I'm talking to you, I'm not going to make time to have any more conversations with you. I care about you and I love talking with you, but I won't be disrespected. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a virtual counseling service where you can schedule phone or video sessions. It is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. It is a worldwide service and can help you in areas such as depression, anxiety, anger, trauma, and other concerns. Everything that you share is confidential, professional, and affordable. You can check out their testimonials on their website daily. And note, this is not a crisis hotline. I want you to live a life where you're full of happiness and hope today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off of your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com feminine. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's better H E lp.com slash feminine something where it takes time you may not be able to start off saying that but you can say one of those things i came that far like because you know when you don't know you don't know you let people do whatever because you don't have boundaries there's no morals there's no anything in place to stop people from doing the things that they do and so recently like a month ago like when people talk to you they have the words the choice of words is not okay and before they were but not now and i've already set up boundaries to let people know that i you know i won't let you talk to me this way. I'm not going to allow anybody to say I'm not, I don't even carry myself like that anymore. And I've worked very hard, like having three children running a business and being a full-time girlfriend and all this stuff. That is a lot. And so the time that I have for myself, is serious to me. So I work on myself day in and day out internal first. I've always started everything inside first and it is hard to just let somebody come and just, tear down everything you worked hard for and I said that to somebody I was like you need to choose your trust of words wisely when you speak to me because I don't like how you say it's like well who cares about 
somebody respecting as long as you get the message but no i don't receive messages how everybody receives messages i would like a little bit more respect to put on it a little bit nobody's asking nobody to dress it up if i if i if the message is for me i'll get it but not in a way that they just try like like garbage and throw it at you like here there it is take it like and people do that because and then a lot of people test me because i have worked on myself and i've changed i've i've always speak positive i try my best to be a good person every day i started tithing consistently just doing the just making the steps trying to stay on the right track it's not easy but i always do well for throughout the days day by day and they test me they want to know if if i'm faking or is it real like they test me on purpose and it's usually the people closest to me that like they don't want me to be different and i get judged all the time like Oh, you're too suburban now. You're this, you that. Like, I don't. That's how you respond. Thank you. Yeah, they just look at me like <laughs> nobody. And, and I'm fine with it. I like peace. I moved to a very quiet place, a retired city. Pretty much everybody's old and they jog all day and that's it. <laughs> so I moved to a quiet place. So I don't like the noise. I literally like peace. Like, I feel good inside. Like, it, it's, it's not about on the outside. I always try to look pretty. But in the inside, I am a warm person. I've always been super nice. I'm super friendly. <laughs> I get in trouble for that a lot. My boyfriend say, every time I walk off, you're talking to somebody. <laughs> but I'm super friendly. I'm like, get along with everybody. But I'm warm inside. And like people try to test, like, let's see if this is real. Let's just pick at her and just see if we can get her to get ghetto for us a little bit. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Well, mm -hmm. don't give them the opportunity. Don't give them I the opportunity. I work so hard. I cannot you, do you that. You work too hard. And if people, if you're talking to someone and, and you let them know respectfully that you don't appreciate the way that they're speaking with you and they act like you should just accept whatever they say, then that's the last conversation you're going to have with them. And, and it's and hurtful, it's, but... It's hurtful, but you need to start... People will not take you seriously if you allow them to continue doing the same old thing with you and you don't change your interaction. You cannot control them. That's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. You can't control them, even though you would like to, you can only control yourself. And so you have to decide, okay, this person does not respect me. And when I tried to talk with them about it, they disrespected my feelings. And so I am no longer going to speak to this person until they start respecting me again and that may hurt you because you may want to talk to them or you may not want them to be mad at you whatever it is you have to make the changes because you won't be able to be fulfilled and at peace internally if you are having these interactions that don't make you feel right and ultimately your relationship with god is the most important thing Mm -hmm. The more you get closer to God, the more you depend on him, the more you pray, the more he's going to start showing you things and the more courage and strength he's going to give you to say things that you wouldn't even think you could say. <laughs> and you're going to mean it and you're going to stick to it. And he will give you the strength to stick to those things because he doesn't want you hurt. He doesn't want you hurt. And you have so many things that you need to do. You know, your mom, your business owner, like you said, like your daughter, your girlfriend, you have things that you need to do. But even those people, whether it be your children, whether it be your mother, whether it be your boyfriend, they need to 
realize that it is a it is a pleasure and it is a privilege, especially for you know, your mom and your your boyfriend, your your kids got they gotta be with you. But it is a privilege (laughs) to be around you and to have your attention. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you are so warm, you are so beautiful, your spirit is so beautiful, and that is a privilege. Most people are not walking around smiling like you are. For I do it a lot. (laughs) Yeah, for you to give someone your time and that beautiful smile and the knowledge that you have in your head and just the the company, that is a privilege to them. If they cannot respect you and they cannot behave in your presence, then you need to take your presence away from them. Mm -hmm. And it is that simple. You need to value yourself enough to say, I'm sorry, this is not going to work. Let's just say you have like a huge diamond, like a big diamond, and you gave it to your five-year-old. Like I think you'd be a little bit worried. But even if your five-year-old was really responsible, if that five-year-old kept throwing it in the air and dropping it and you kept saying to stop and they wouldn't stop, what would you do? Take it away. Just Take it away. <laughs> because it's too valuable for them to be messing around with. That's a good example. That's, that's a good, good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that's, <laughs> well, that's good. what you are. You know, you're a diamond. You're irreplaceable. There is no one on this entire planet. No one who's ever lived and no one who's ever going to live again. That's like you. No one. You are valuable. You are one of a kind. You are rare. And you are a person. You are a child of God. And you deserve everything good. So if someone chooses not to see that, and they do see it, they're just choosing not to see so they can be disrespectful, then you mm-hmm. need to take yourself away from that person until they can see the value. Because if that's mm-hmm. if your child, your five-year-old was 25, you'd feel comfortable handing them the diamond because they're 25. They know the value of a diamond. And you mm-hmm. trust that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these people you're around don't know the value of a diamond. They don't. And so because of that, they're going to treat you any old way. And mm-hmm. so take, removing yourself as much as you can, like you've been doing from this environment is going to help you. Mm-hmm. But even more so, even if you move somewhere else, they may still look at you because of your skin color, because of your name, and they may, mm-hmm. may still try to judge you, may still try to push you. And mm-hmm. the best thing you can do is remain who you are. Remain sweet. Mm-hmm. Do not allow them to control you because... Mm-hmm. That is exactly what they would be doing, is deciding how Natasia is going to be based on how they feel you should be at any given moment. And Mm -hmm. they don't get to do that. They don't get that kind of control over you. I just read a really good book called Many Lives, Many Masters. I'm not sure if you've heard of that before. Rock to my world. It's a a Christian book. It's it's written by a doctor. Um, He's still alive right now. He's pretty old, but Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, just like, like made me want to be a better person even more saying how you know we never really die we just go into a different life and the lessons that you didn't learn and the debt that you didn't pay in this life you go to the next one you have a chance to correct it and everything like that so you should it's pretty much stating that you should be a good person you, you don't have to worry about revenge you don't have to worry about the pain that someone caused you because God will handle that that's not your job to worry about things like that and it made me think because revenge is a thing of today's mm-hmm. culture. Like people brag about being mean and mm-hmm. and and yeah, not a nice person, mm-hmm. and they brag like it's a thing. Like oh, if somebody do this, I'm gonna do this, or I, I know how to move with them. And then for a second, I was like, well, yeah, you should treat people how they treat you. But then again, it's like you're just like them. 
because I didn't know. And then I read this book and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to live like that because I would much rather still live a good life and, ha and have God to handle that. And I don't have to worry about it at all. And I can be at peace. But it was it's a good book. I, I'll, I'll check the book out. But in terms of what you mentioned about him saying that um, you live a certain life and then you have another life to correct the things that you did in this past life, that's not biblical. That's not something that God has ever said. So I know okay. that you said it's a Christian book, but sometimes you do have to be careful because mm -hmm. um, some books may appear to be Christian books, but you don't know who this, who God is. Actually, yeah. you, don't, you don't know who they're actually talking about. So that is not biblical that you have a second life to correct the things or to uh, pay for the things that you've done in that way. Um, unless he is literally talking about going to hell. <laughs> Otherwise, um, that's not biblical at all. But what is biblical is that the Lord says that vengeance is mine. For you to try your best to live at peace with everyone. And even if people don't do good to you, you still do good to them. You still wish them well. And he will pay them. He will repay them. And you can never get revenge on someone the way God can. You can never hurt anyone. Because you don't know what really hurts people. Only God, right. is, only God is going to be able to look at a person's life and know exactly where to punish them if he so chooses to. But either way, that's what he says. He says that vengeance is his and he will repay and you don't worry about it. He got you. And that that is what you need to um, lean on. But that book, um, just from what you mentioned, I don't that doesn't sound biblical. So just be careful. As you said, you have a very vulnerable spirit. I would recommend yeah. that whenever you start reading something new that you pray about it first and you ask the Lord if this is something you should be reading just to be careful. Um, and the more you read your Bible, the more you'll be able to see if things are not adding up and lining up because a lot of these things are very deceptive and they are painted in, in disguise so well that you will think that they're talking about the same God you're talking about, but they are not. So mm -hmm. just be really careful. And the name Jesus is always going to be a green flag, not a red flag, a green flag for you to say, okay, at least we're, we're, we're talking about the same thing here. When it just says God, it really could literally be a turtle. It could be anything. And right. you just need to just be careful about that. I was just gonna say that before I because uh, I had two therapists but I, because I wanted to weigh out my options and I actually prayed about it and God sent me the best therapist that I feel like that I've ever person in the world that I've ever met he's very spiritual he's a Christian he's a marriage counselor as well and I didn't know this until like eight months in because he didn't I just was so curious about how is, how is he so smart about everything and then he don't just tell me stuff he will pull things from the Bible and say what God said. He don't say, well, I think this and I think that. He literally, um, you know, recite the Bible and he says these things to me. And I cry every time because I, I'm so thankful that he's not just here just to, you know, listen and, oh, say this and get me out the door in an hour. He literally helps me in my spiritual journey as well. And it's not that he's forcing anything on me or anything. He's just literally helping me the way that he's been helped and I'm so thankful and I have to tell him that and he's like I'm, I really appreciate that you said that to me because I used to have a hard time 
telling people how I feel because I thought it made me um, a weak person because I never was able to do that before. So now I'm able to tell people thank you and that how they changed my life and helped me. And it feels good, but I still get nervous sometimes, but I just do it. Like, I have to get it out. No, and you so, that's a beautiful thing. That's yeah, so I've been, I've been doing it. So I've been doing that, and I'm just, I'm so thankful that I was able to get on here and talk to you, and, and it was crazy, you know, I told my boyfriend, I'm like, I didn't pay, like, I don't know if I have to pay, like, I kept thinking, like, I didn't get a link to pay, I was so confused, like, I missed, I, I don't know, I didn't get a PayPal link, like, everything you have to pay, like, nobody's talking to anybody anymore, nobody's genuinely helping anymore, so I was so nervous, I was sitting here, I was like, yeah, I'm looking like I didn't get a PayPal anything. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Everything that you're sharing with the world, all the young ladies who are in Chicago and in other inner cities and who can identify with what you're going through, you're helping them right now. They're seeing you and they're seeing an example of someone that looks like them that's taking themselves to a new level. And that's priceless. Mm -hmm. That's inspirational. And I'm thankful to be used by God to help you in this way. And um, as far as this goes, absolutely free, and <laughs> I I owe a debt to God, if anything, um, to serve Him in every way that I can. So I thank you for being here. I thank you. I thank God, and I thank you. I thank you for sticking with your therapist long enough um, and trusting God in that. And I'm happy he's spirit-filled, and that is important for anyone who's seeking therapy to have a spirit-filled therapist, someone who has a Holy Spirit. And yes. I am going to pray for you after this call, um, just Thank to you. make sure that you know you're fully protected, and that you also can receive the Holy Spirit because that's what's going to give you the power to be able to get through all of these things and just blossom because I know God wants to use you in so many ways, especially being so bubbly and sweet. He can use you in more ways than you can ever imagine. And we want to make sure we open all those doors right now. So thank you so much for being with us. And thank I you so much for having me. Thank you so much, Nastasia, for coming on our show and sharing with these ladies the things that you've had to do to overcome the challenges that you grew up with. I want to thank each and every one of you ladies for listening in. It is so important for you to not only be aware of the things that you get yourself into in terms of listening to things, watching things on television, hearing things in conversations from people, do your own research, make sure that everything you're doing is sound. And I always recommend praying about anything new that you're getting involved in, whether it's a new book, a new venture, a new idea, make sure it's of God. I did have a chance to look into the book that Nastasia was referencing, and it is not a biblical book. It is not a Bible-based book. It actually includes a lot of things that have to do with like science and um, things that kind of tap into some other sources that I would not recommend. I would not recommend that book to any of you. So just make sure to do your own research. And remember that if something says God, it doesn't mean we're talking about the same God. Make sure that everything you read has the name of Jesus and you're able to get biblical references. Please also be sure to pray for Nastasia and uplift her. Any kind words that you have for her, anything that you want to share with her, you can do so on my YouTube channel with this exact video title, 
or on my Instagram page, there is a clip of this podcast and you can leave a comment there for her. Make sure to support and show your love to your sister and anyone who's overcoming an obstacle. If you want to be a guest on the Dr. Dap show, the directions are in the information box. I hope each and every one of you ladies are thriving and prospering in your femininity journey, in your faith, and in your life. And you always remember to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added onto you. Until next time, my loves, in all things you do, make a feminine impression. This is your host, Dr. Dab, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.